Welcome to the RedX Real Estate Podcast. Here, you'll discover how to create stability and opportunity for your business with tips, tricks, habits, and hacks from top performing agents. If you'd like to receive notifications for new episodes, be sure to subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever else you like to listen. And for even more updates on eBooks, webinar trainings, and other useful real estate content, head over to theredx.com slash blog and click on any blog post to sign up for our free weekly newsletter. Thanks for listening. Now sit back and enjoy the episode. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Red X Podcast. My name is Andrew. Uh, I'm back. We're back. And today we have a guest that we haven't had on in a while. I'm super excited. She is a top producing Keller Williams agent in Miami, Miami, Florida. In fact, the number nine KW solo agent in the world. Catherine, is that right? Did I get that right? Yes. Yes. Well, congratulations. That is such an amazing achievement. Catherine, how are you doing today? Very good, Andrew. Thank you. That was a nice introduction. I'm so glad to be back. Yeah, well, we're excited to have you today. We are going to get into some some amazing stuff. Um, so, so to our audience, you have a lot to look forward to. If you're joining us live, please chat in. Let us know where you're from. Um, send Catherine your love. If you have any questions for her, please don't hesitate to ask. She's obviously an amazing, hardworking agent, and she is here to answer all your questions. I don't mean to put you on the spot there, Catherine, but uh, but we're going to line you up. I'll here. try to answer all questions. Excellent. I love it. So, so um, yeah, to our audience, chat in. Please say hi. Uh, we got Larry here saying hi. Hello, sports fans. I don't know if you're a sports fan, Catherine. We've got uh, some lifestyle living. This is excellent. So hello to everyone out there. Um, Catherine, last time you were on our podcast, it was the mm -hmm. beginning of the pandemic. A lot of agents were struggling to adapt to new crazy COVID restrictions. Um, you know, there and, and, and then you were kind enough to come and share some amazing information about staying top of mind in a virtual world. So we talked about virtual open houses. We talked about staying connected with your community the importance of video marketing. So to anyone who hasn't seen that episode, please go check it out. I'll post that in the chat here. Um, but now you're back and it's been almost a year. Agents have adapted, right? And I think a lot of agents have embraced these new norms. So let's get caught up with you, Catherine. And um, let's just start with what have you been doing over the past year? And, and you know, what's happened since the last time we, we saw you? A lot has happened. So um, that's a big question. I'm sorry. That's a lot to cover. Um, we are still doing a lot of videos, but we toned down a little bit just because all of a sudden we got so busy. I mean, who didn't, right? And um, we all thought the market was going to crash or something crazy was going to happen. And the total opposite, totally unexpectedly. Who expected this, really? I mean, let's be honest. Who expected nope. this? So everybody got really busy and we are trying to do a lot of video, but obviously we can't do as much as back in the day when we were all just sitting on the couch, hoping that the market was gonna crash and we just did videos to entertain our clients. So we've been uh, really busy. Um, my main focus over the last year was um, to be really focused. I only work with people that are highly qualified and ready to buy or sell. I don't waste time on all those maybe and, uh, and the people that are not serious. So we've become really experts in our videos on pre-qualifying people. So we do the, the Zoom calls with buyers and sellers prior to any meeting. And if they don't sign a commitment then, then we don't work with them. And then we also do a lot of videos with the buyers and sellers along the way during the transaction, which 
really focuses again on saving time. And we've become really, really efficient thanks to this pandemic. That's incredible. And I think, I think, I think a lot of agents are maybe in a similar boat where, yeah, it forced you to find new ways to be efficient online. And what that created was kind of this happy accident where, yeah, online can be more efficient for so many, for so many different aspects of real estate. Um, so that's great. I mean, it sounds like it's been a super productive year. Um, mm -hmm. And you primarily work in the luxury market. Is that right? Or I do anything. Do I, anything. Always, okay. I always uh, feel that anybody, no matter what price range, deserves attention and deserves a roof over their head. We do a lot of luxury, but we also today I have a closing for a $120,000 condo. And that one took five months to close. Wow. That's out of the... <laughs> So um, we we work in any price range, and we also do rentals. So yeah. I I and I hope I will never change this approach. Um, I know a lot of people they set their minimum price range to I don't know five hundred thousand, especially in my market. A lot of people a million, but I just really I I feel that everybody deserves the same service, no matter what price they're working in. So absolutely, and and I apologize. I think I read that on your website somewhere that you work <laughs> that you do work in luxury. But that's so cool that I you work work in luxury. Yes, you also work in luxury. But that's that's I think that's amazing for agents to hear is that you don't limit yourself, right? That's kind of uh -huh. the big takeaway there is that you don't limit yourself to anyone in a certain price range, anyone in a certain demographic. You're willing to work with anyone. Um, so 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 that's amazing. Um, so what? talking about the market, right? You, you mentioned that people were expecting something crazy to happen and something amazing happened where we had all this value, all this equity. Um, we, we've been sitting in that for the better part of, you know, six months to a year. So what are some important market updates and trends that our audience should know about maybe moving forward? What do you see happening in the future and how can they handle that? Well, I don't have a crystal ball, but what yeah. I'm seeing in my market is it's slowing down a little bit. Um, properties stay a little bit longer on the market or don't sell for as much anymore as anticipated. And again, it depends really on the price range, just the sort of property. I mean, if it's single family under 500,000, it sells in like one day above asking price. Um, condos, uh, you know, they sell take a little bit longer to sell. But even condos now that the single family market is so tight are moving and they're moving quickly. It has slowed down a little bit. So we went from 100 miles per hour to maybe 80. Okay. Uh, which, still uh, fast. I, yeah, still fast. I personally like. And uh, I we had that yesterday on an, our mastermind with Gary Keller. It it went from hot to warm, the market. So it's, it's still a, a great market but not as competitive as before, but still like very competitive. So I think over the next year, it might, you know, it might slow down a little bit the growth versus, you know, it was before like crazy. And maybe next year it's only going to be two, three, 4% or it might plateau, but I don't see any signs of crash or it's to come to a slowdown at all. Cause we have so many people moving to South Florida from all over the world. I mean, I had today four buyers appointments on Zoom and all of them want to move to Miami and they're all buying sight unseen. They're all buying through our virtual buying experience. That's awesome. Well, let's talk about that virtual buying experience, right? If you have people coming from around the world, buying properties with you without even stepping foot through the door, right? 
Mm -hmm. um, what, what do you do to optimize that virtual experience and kind of what's your system or strategy in place for, for working that? Perfect. That's a, that's a great question. So um, first of all, we do a very thorough buyer's consultation on Zoom. So that one is about 30 minutes and I set all the expectations for them because I feel if you have an informed and prepared buyer, they're less likely to back out and they're more confident and comfortable in their decision making. Mm -hmm. So very important, we go with them over deposits, over inspections, over timelines. We even send them a blank contract up front so they can address any questions up front. And then um, we offer them virtual showings on all properties that they choose to see. We make sure, though, that they went on Google Maps to make sure their property is in the location they want to be at because we don't want to get to the property and discover it's on a main street because right. you could have seen that before on Google Maps. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I make sure they know that. And they have to, if there is a video and a 3D tour, they have to watch that before. And they have to be pre-qualified by a lender. I don't work with anyone that's not pre-qualified. Also... I don't work with anyone unless they're on a buyer's agreement. Very strict about that. Mm. Because this is how you filter out the people that are not committed. If they already show you in the beginning that they don't want to commit, they're going to cheat on you later. So make sure everybody's on a buyer's agreement. And I'm right up front with everyone about the commission. I don't work on discounts. And if the commission offered is a discount, the seller, we put on the contract, the seller has to pay the difference. And if they don't, the buyer has to cover that portion. They're all aware of that. Okay. Gotcha. No, this so, is amazing. I mean, these are amazing ways to not only not only vet your clients, but also let them know that you are a professional and you are not going to relax any of your standards or rules correct. to accommodate them, right? That's awesome. Because I have like other people that want to work with me and my time is very precious. Mm -hmm. So once they have signed the buyer's agreement, they uh, we send them properties. And then the ones that they choose to see normally is like three to five. We tell them also upfront normally they look at three to five properties before they pick one. But if they want to see more, we show them more. However, that sets also the expectation that we're not going to show them 20 properties. Mm -hmm. So and, and they better, you know, they have to do their homework upfront. We also do our homework upfront, but we don't want to waste their time looking at 20 properties by property 20 they forgot how the first 19 look like so um and then i have a a, a showing agent she's my partner agent that's what I, what i call her and she goes out and does virtual showings with the clients so she calls them on facetime to walk them through the property and once she hangs up she takes another video of the property and sends it to the clients so they have an opportunity to re-watch the tour that they just got in person. So they don't need to be like, you know, uh, like worried that they can only see it once because they get two tours, one live and then one recorded. Mm -hmm. And uh, once the property is under contract, that client can fly in and visit the property and see if it's still a fit or if they want to cancel. So we've sold most of our buyers' properties like that. Some of them didn't even come at all. They sent like a relative or a friend. Some didn't come at all or didn't send anyone. And uh, they were just really happy. I mean, what else? You know, it looks just like on the video. And it's all about how you communicate with them. Right. And 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 a common theme I'm hearing that, that goes back to what we were talking about earlier is efficiency, right? You're maximizing efficiency without compromising the quality of your service. Absolutely. I mean, I've become so efficient. I used to go, I used to go to people's houses. So let's say I go to on a listing agreement, right? 
I drive an hour. I prepare all the paperwork, everything for two hours, like a crazy chicken, run through the office, collect all the stuff. Then I go to the house. I sit on the kitchen table. And, you know, once you sit on the kitchen table and they show you pictures of their children and paintings on their walls and whatever, it, it takes me two hours to get out because I like to connect with people. I like to yeah. talk to people. But it was very time consuming. And then I can't tell you how many times I got to the house and they tell me that the agent before me was doing it for less. Ooh. That doesn't happen to me anymore now. Yeah. So now they have to sign a listing agreement after our Zoom call. And if they don't sign it, I don't even go to the house. And I give them a price range, but I will give them the exact price once I get to their home. But at that point, they're already committed. Mm. So I, I make sure they know I don't, I don't set the price. The market sets the price. And uh, if you want to work with me, if you want to commit to me and I commit to you, you know, it's a, a, a two-sided interview, it, then we're, we're moving forward. But if they interview four others that do it for less, like I will never be the cheapest. But if they're looking to net the most money, then I'm the girl. Mm, amazing. And and you talked about you, you really like to make a quality connection with all of your clients, mm -hmm. right? So... Have you found that doing things virtually in any way compromises the you know how able you are to 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 make that quality connection or how how do you how do you balance that with being super efficient super productive online without compromising that that relationship? Um so so here's the thing people are not looking for a best friend okay mm -hmm. also, most yeah. of the people that I work with they actually have friends that are in real estate and they chose not to work with their friends. Um, they want someone that gets them the most money or the buyers. They want someone that gets them a house in the best terms and price. So uh, it's a business decision. And I do connect with my clients and they love me also on a, you know, on a personal level. But I don't need to be their best friend. Uh, as a matter of fact, um, I, I tell you a quick story. I had a client. Um, she, I introduced her to another friend of mine. So I knew that client before my friend knew, knew her. And then I see pictures online where my friend was invited to this other, to this client's baby shower. And I was not invited. And I'm just thinking, dude, like I've known you longer than this girl. But then I thought to myself, listen, they bought and sold two properties with me. I'm like, I don't need to be your friends. As long as you buy and sell properties with me and we're like friendly with each other, I don't need to go to your baby shower. I don't even like baby showers. So <laughs> I was like, okay, okay, good. I don't have to do that. So people are not looking for their their best friend. And it's a business. Yeah. A lot of people don't want to mix business with pleasure. So right. if they want to be a, a, a friend, I'm their friends. But, um, you know, don't don't get too close with your clients either. Sure. It sounds like healthy professional boundaries, which I think is yeah. something that gets muddled a little bit in real estate sometimes. Right. I've Correct. heard plenty of coaches saying, no, you should be their best friend. You should follow up as if you're their brother or sister or their neighbor or whatever. Um, and I like this. I like this. I like this vibe of, of no, I'm, I'm here to be maybe a quality professional relationship, but ultimately to get you what you want, which is the best deal on a house or the most money in your pocket. Yeah. Selling, right. Exactly. That's, that's excellent. So going back to some of these virtual tools, um, mm -hmm. you talked about using zoom, you talked about using mm -hmm. FaceTime. Uh, uh, what other tools do you use or, or how do you think that you use them differently? Um, to, to, to make this virtual process as efficient as possible? So I have, I use uh, Dub. I mean, you can use any video software you want. 
And um, I have pre-recorded videos that lead the buyers and sellers throughout the whole process because I kept repeating myself and explaining to people how this works. Right. And I was just, oh my God, if I have to explain it one more time. <laughs> and again, we're talking about efficiency. So yeah. what happens once you're under contract? The first video is called Next Steps. It explains exactly what happens. Now it's the inspection. You have that in that many days. Um, the inspector comes out, it explains all the steps and people can rewatch it. Okay. Also, then you have a record that you sent it to them because I've had, I've had people that said, Oh, you never explained that to me. I said, well, I, I actually did. I sent you a video and I saw you watched it. You saw, you watched the whole video. Here's the video again. And I resend it to them. And people love it. They're like, Oh my God, those videos are so informative. So I do that. Um, that is one process. And then uh, you said that service is called dub dub D U B B U B B. Okay. Yeah. I, I have a tryout link for it that I can send you. Oh yeah. Let's do that. Say that. (laughs) Anyway. Um, uh, my friend Sarita told me about it because her nephew or cousin, um, started it. So, and then we do once a week, a market update with the numbers just listed pending and sold. We don't make it too complicated. We don't put withdrawn, Mm. canceled. We don't put all this, make it very clean. We put, uh, just listed, uh, pended and sold. And we do a market update video with a like nice backgrounds. And I do that on green screen. And that one I sent to my clients. I posted on social media. And then I also use the geo leads from RedX, where I pull the email addresses of the clients that live in the farm area or around my listing. And I, I include them in the video. Amazing. That's awesome. So um, so I love I love this idea of these pre-recorded videos with this dub program. And if you want to share that link, that's totally fine. I think that's awesome. Any tools that will help our audience? Um, you know, kind of strengthen their business and, and, you know, follow suit with, with a lot of the stuff you're doing is, is amazing. Um, I will post it on the, on the, you have this on Facebook, right? Yes. Yes. If you post it in our, in our chat here, in our comments, two things at once right now. <laughs> no, that's awesome. You're, 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 you're totally fine. Um, well, this is great. So, so I want to get, uh, kind of touching on geo leads again is, mm-hmm. um, we meant you mentioned pre-show that you work with a lot of uh, your sphere of influence, right? Past mm-hmm. clients, friends, family, probably referrals. It sounds yeah. like your business has gotten to that really solid, almost self-sustaining place where mm-hmm. you don't have to do a ton of a ton of lead generation. But I love that you mentioned using geo leads for uh, some of these kind of farming techniques. Um, what are what are some other ways that you use geo farming, whether it's for lead generation or whether it's for sharing content? Okay, so one of the things I, I want to point out right now, the market is moving so quickly. Mm-hmm. And um, if you're a newer agent, you probably think you're amazing and you have it all figured out and you're the star of the century. But let me just tell you, it's it's not that easy normally. Like right now, you don't even you kind of don't really need a brain to sell a house. It's so easy. You put it on the market and it sells by itself, right? right? So all of us are forgetting that maybe a year ago, you actually had to work to sell a house, Mm. right? And everything is getting so easy and people are cutting back on marketing because all they have to do is put the house on the the MLS Mm. and people are getting lazy. And I admit it, it's, it's really easy right now to sell a house. However, what we now reinforced is to follow up on every sold listing and every buyer sale 
to get additional leads out of it because we were like, okay, we sold, moved on to the next, sold, moved on to the next. We never really milked that sale. So over the last few months, we started really digging into the farm areas of the, of the listing, like the circle prospecting. So before we put a listing on the market, we send out letters that get to the, to the neighbor's mailboxes on the day the listing hits the market to make sure that the neighbors know about the listing. And we got a lot of business from, from that. So just because the market moves so quickly and everything is selling so quickly, make sure you milk the sales that you've done to get new business. Uh, and I know you don't have time and I know uh, you're so overwhelmed with work, but if you forget that in a year when the market maybe slows down, you're gonna be having no business. Yeah. Yeah. And I think this is a super important thing for agents to hear from a successful agent like you, which is that no matter no matter how well you're doing in real estate right now, in the past, you should always be preparing for the future. Correct. Right. right? And and that and that and that, you know, using uh, like you said, kind of milking your your past clients and your mm -hmm. database to do that is is a really effective, easy way to accomplish that, um, where you're following up with your, well, your buyers. I wouldn't or... call it milking my sphere because they're like so dear to my heart. That I'm I sorry, would... I shouldn't <laughs> That I would maybe call it more like nurture and show them love, love on them. Um, but, you know, right. also don't congratulate yourself too much because 2021 is amazing. This will be anybody's agent on this planet best year ever. And we don't know if this is coming back. So right. I'm not even setting myself up for 2022 to I mean, I'm setting myself up for 2022 to be successful, but I'm not having an expectation of having such a great year again because mm disappointment comes along and um, this year was just an amazing year. So whether you knew uh, and think this is so easy and sold in one day posts and stuff, <laughs> gotta slow this stuff down. I mean, I always put a story behind each sale, but I stopped posting sold in one day because that's kind of, um, you know, everybody does that. There's nothing right. special about it. Right, it's this idea of not becoming complacent and mm -hmm. always packing that pipeline and always being prepared for for anything. And, and you know, the market turned in a matter of months in the last year. It can do it again, right? It can exactly. go in any direction. So always be prepared. Correct. I, I love that. Um, so if we're talking about providing this value to your past clients, nurturing your sphere and, and mm -hmm. you know, making sure that they have important updates and that they know what 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 they need to know about, whether it's their property or the market at large. Um, what do you do to keep them updated and informed? So we send newsletters to them in the mail. Okay. I have about 200 VIP clients. They get updates in the mail. They get, get little gifts. Um, next, we're going to send them magnet calendars. And then we do photo shoots for um, Christmas or Halloween. We just love on them. We send them either gifts or market updates, uh, magazines that I advertise in, I text them. I mean, I'm I'm in constant touch with my clients. They're for me friends. I wouldn't say best friends, but I'm in touch with a lot of them and, um, you know, just loving on them. And I think the number one thing that you need to remember with your clients is if you treat them like a transaction, they will always just be one transaction. 
And I don't treat my clients like a transaction. I don't treat them like a paycheck. I treat them like a relationship. And I, I have that even in my consultation, the, the listing and the buyer's consultation. I always start with the sentence, I sell a lot of houses. Last year, I sold almost 80 homes. So for me, it doesn't matter if I sell one home more or less. It's not going to make a difference in my life. So you will always know you work with someone that doesn't put a transaction over a relationship. And for me to have a lifelong relationship is more important than just collecting a check. So I will never let you buy anything that I don't think is a good investment or that you're comfortable with. Does that make sense? Yeah. And they say yes. <laughs> yeah, no, totally. Absolutely. And, um, and, and I think this is awesome because going back um, to this, uh, this balance of professional relationships, right? You don't want to, you know, you're trying to walk that line of, okay, are we best friends? Are you my real estate agent? Let's create professional boundaries. I think a lot of agents, especially newer agents, when they're nurturing their sphere, they don't know how frequently they should be following up, how frequently they should be staying in touch to maintain those professional boundaries without coming across as salesy. Because I think that's everyone's yeah. worst nightmare is pressuring their sphere too much, coming across as pushy or salesy. So on kind of a granular level, what does that look like? Like how often are you following up with each person in your sphere? Is it every month? Is it every week? You mentioned the newsletters, you mentioned some of the videos, but if we're breaking it down um, on, a, on a timeline, what's, what's kind of a healthy way to break that down and still maintain that professional. Okay, so they are my email mailing list, which is about twice a month. I, you know, I used to do it more often where they just sold, just listed. I don't do that anymore because people unsubscribed. People don't care if you just list and just, especially the just sold, nobody cares. Trust me, right. nobody cares. It's just bragging on a high level. Um, you need to bring them value, 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 value. Um, if you don't have anything of value to give, don't reach out to people because if you just want to take and not give, people will like sense that right away. I personally dislike takers because I'm a huge giver. So if you don't have anything of value to give to them, don't reach out to them. So because I'm such a big giver, um, because I'm right now fundraising for the charity, it's really hard for me to ask people, hey, it's Catherine. Can you please give to my charity? <laughs> sure. But, uh, you know, I've come to learn that people actually love to give to charities and now I've yeah. overcome. So, you know, now I've gotten a, a few donations already since I started. But anyway, um, give them something of value. So, yes, people still know that I sold because I posted on Facebook and I put a story behind every post. So it's not just sold in one day. Right. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I send them an email with market update information and on the bottom it shows the just sold listing. So it's like, here's a market update or what's happening in the neighborhood. And in the end, it says something about just sold. You know, it's like, mm -hmm. by the way. Um, so that the newsletter, so twice a month, then we do four times a year, they get some sort of gift, one for the summer, one for the spring, one for Christmas, one for, uh, for, for like September, October, the calendars. And then I text with them. Like, I'm in touch with my clients. I love them. Even when I'm on vacation, I write with them. People always ask me for stuff, and I absolutely love it. I tell everyone, listen, even after the uh, after the closing, I don't want our relationship to end at the closing table. Just know I'm always here for you, and I want to be of value to you. So if you need anything, even outside of real estate, please reach out. And people reach out to me with the craziest requests you wouldn't even 
belief what people are asking me but um you know they asked me for painters contractors nannies like i placed nannies with people uh it's it's just anything and i i absolutely love it some people ask me what what color should i paint the outside of my house and I absolutely love those requests because they value my opinion as far as resale value. And because I own so many properties myself and have done so many remodels, I can tell people right away how much things cost, what resells, what's wanted. And I mean, the the, the worst thing that can happen to me is uh, a client that does a remodel and doesn't consult me and then calls me two years later to resell. And I find out they removed a full bathroom and did all the work without permits it just happened to me recently oh no that's terrible <laughs> and i'm like why did you not call me yeah so yeah so provide them with value and yeah. my people know i have like all the great contractors and service providers so they always call me with stuff yeah, i love that's, that's excellent so let's go through uh if you don't mind recap this this list of touches that you do with your sphere you sure. said about two newsletter emails a month Yes. Right? And I think that's I think that's a pretty appropriate amount. Right. It's not like you're showing up every day or every week in their inbox. Correct. They're not going to unsubscribe. Sounds There's like that's no a unsubscribes real... now. Excellent. Zero. It sounds like that's a really sweet spot. Right. Yes. And the content is always valuable. Don't mm -hmm. overwhelm them with listings. A few just listed, yeah. just sold. Um, but your videos that you say are amazing. Um, seasonal gifts. I love this one. And I know that this isn't something that I, you know, all agents or newer agents will be able to do. But once you build that sphere in that community, I think this is incredible. Small mm -hmm. gifts, calendars, um, some of the things you mentioned. Anything that fits in an envelope. Okay, nice. Mm -hmm. Well, one year we did PJs, but that was expensive. I bet I it was, <laughs> especially for a, a, a giant sphere. Yeah. Um, so about four gifts a year, nice personal touches. And then, and then, that initial text, sorry, not initial, that that text right after you close of, hey, I'm here for you, right? Mm -hmm. I think that that's another perfect example of that balance between I care about you, I'm here to, to help you, but with some community connections, right? Yeah. Being professional Absolutely. connections, that's incredible. And then, and then it sounds like that just kind of feeds itself, right? They reach out to you, you reach out maybe to check in with them, and, and it's just kind of organic conversations from there. Absolutely. And they send me, my past clients send me so many referrals. And that's what it's, that's, that's, yeah. that's amazing. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Well, Catherine, we are running low on time here. Um, uh, uh, we got it. We got to wrap up in the next couple of minutes, but I just want to give you an opportunity for the last word, anything that you want to leave here with our audience today. Cool. On the spot. Where do I want to leave? Um, Any final well, advice? Yeah. Be a, be a giver. Yeah. There's so many takers in this world uh, and people that are always looking out for what's in it for me. And I, I'm a person that can feel if there is a person across from me that just wants something for me without mm. wanting to give something. And I can tell you that I'm, I'm an absolute giver. I give to so many people without ever getting anything in return that this is not how I operate. Like I like to give and eventually you'll get something back. This is how life works. Life is a, a karma. Whatever you give, you get back. Maybe not from that person, but from another person. And life is a, is a circle. So be a giver and provide value to people, love on people. And eventually you'll, you'll get something beautiful back. 
I love that. And and we thank you for giving your time and your expertise with our audience today. Um, I know they're all very grateful to our audience. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, you know, give a shout out to Catherine. Thank her. Catherine, where can people find you online if they want to follow yeah. you and your content? Let's Absolutely. So on uh, on Facebook, Catherine Rain, Catherine, there's no E in Catherine and Rain, R-E-I-N. And then on uh, on Instagram, I'm beautiful Miami team, and my my motto, my logo is make it rain, and that's my last <laughs> name, R E I N, and make it rain, people. Excellent. Let's make it rain. To anyone who was watching today or listening, and you want to catch a replay, uh, we have all these podcasts on Apple, Google, wherever you like to listen. You can catch the replay on YouTube. Please like and subscribe. And if any of you would like to continue this conversation online, find us on Facebook, Red X, Red X Elite Prospectors. Go find Catherine on Facebook. We both, uh, Red X and Catherine, we both do a lot of, of great work with Lab Code agents. So go check them out. She's done some amazing webinars with Lab Code agents as well. So um, go catch it. Catherine, again, thank you so much. And You're to everyone welcome. out there, you better catch it next time. Have a great day.